You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Uh, and oh my God, uh, 115 to 85, the final score in game five, Andy, uh, that was about as ugly as a game can be. It did not even feel that close. I mean, it really didn't. They lost by 30 points and it felt a lot like a wider margin. And if you really want to get some perspective on just how bad the Laker offense was, this happened in a night where Damon Lillard, um, in a double overtime loss, uh, the Blazers uh, fell to Denver. Damian Lillard scored 55 points and also added 10 assists, which means at minimum, minimum, because I don't have all the stats in front of me where each assist went to, blah, blah, blah. He accounted for so, 75 yeah. points minimum for the Blazers. The Lakers scored 85. 85. So, uh, I mean, they did beat Damian Lillard, which is good, but um, presumably you want to be <laughs> a little further Not by as comfortable ahead. Not, margin that exactly. would be respectable. Um, so, you know, obviously a must-win game six coming up on Thursday at Staples Center. We'll talk about that, uh, what, the, what changes the Lakers might be able to make going into that game, all of that stuff upcoming in the episode. Do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Um, a lot of great uh, Lakers to choose from. Yes. It's a good week to be Costas. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't with the team and had nothing to do with the debacle on Tuesday night. I ha let me. I admit, I I don't know if it was a if if it's sort of leaning on last year's experience and seeing the Lakers win a title, um, the history of LeBron James in big moments like this, um, or just the fact that it was it would it was set up to be such a cool story for the Lakers to come out with Anthony Davis on the sidelines in street clothes in the hostile environment and go win this game. Um, I was really prepared for them to do that or to get really close. I really wasn't prepared, probably should have been, but I really wasn't prepared for them to get their asses kicked in the way that they did. I, yeah, maybe I, 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 look, I don't know if why. It, yeah. if, it, if it makes you feel any better, I actually had a feeling they were going to pull this thing out too, or at the mm -hmm. very least that they would give it that fight that you talked about, Brian. If for nothing else, then... Forget the fact that we've seen this team struggle offensively, even in games that they've won, and that's been a thing for the entire season. The lack of continuity, the injury issues, you know, knowing that this team is not even close to where they want to be just from a pure health perspective. The one thing that you've really been able to count on with these guys is just having a mentality of confidence mm -hmm. and being resolute in what they're going to be able to do and just this self-belief, and you really have not in this two years that it's been LeBron, AD, Frank Vogel, and everybody underneath them, you have not seen them looking shook in terms of confidence really at all this whole season. No. This was a rare night I, where I, they I, looked I, vulnerable like that. I feel like 
And that's why I didn't expect tonight. No, not at all. And I, I, this thing, it happens in the NBA. You get your ass kicked, you know, games get away from you really quickly. And, and, you know, all of that can happen. But I, I think that you just hit on it there where it's not the Lakers didn't care. It's not the Lakers didn't understand the importance of game five and didn't want to win and all that. It's when Phoenix made their big run in the first quarter, the Lakers, they had a little bit of a response, you know. They they you know they they got it back within single digits. They hit a couple shots. They seemed to get a little bit of confidence back and whatever. They go down uh, at the end of the first quarter by eight, and so it's still there. It's not game's not over yet. Halfway through the second quarter, they had two points in in that frame, and that's I think Andy, where you're right, where you saw just the life get sucked out of them, not because they didn't care or not because they weren't trying. It's because they, I think they felt like we don't know what to do. Like yeah. there's all the stuff that we would normally go to here offensively, defensively, it's not working and we don't know what to do. They had no answer to the stuff that the Suns were, were, were throwing at them. To put this in perspective, uh, some stats that they threw up on TNT uh, leading into the third quarter uh, to illustrate just how bad the second quarter was. Ten points in that quarter, too shy of a franchise playoff low. Two field goals made, six turnovers, 0 for 5 on three-point field goals. They went nine minutes without a main bas- uh, made basket. During that time, Phoenix went on a 24-2 run. Like I mean, and, yeah, and the game was over. And the, and the game was over this. at that point. There was no coming back from it. And look, I know the thirty-two is bad. You don't want to give up thirty. You know, there was consecutive thirty-point quarters, which for this team is almost unheard of. It does not happen, um, even without AD. Their their defense is still typically much better than that. Um, and the thirty-two is bad. I'm not trying to make excuses for it, but some of that comes from. The incredible, it is so hard to play defense for 12 minutes when you have, you know, when you're not scoring, when you have two points and you finish with 10. Um, it's very hard to do. Uh, but also, too, as bad as that is, if the Lakers have another 26 point quarter, yeah, it's not good. Um, and they go into the, the second half and they're down pretty big, but you're down 15 uh, or 14, I think it might have been at that in that case. And the, it's still a basketball game at that point. And the fact that, you know, the, the 10, you scored 10 points in a quarter, you're done. It, it was over. That's low for college basketball. Like, I mean, like the, the, the out that that's low for a low, Andy, for that's low school game. My, a great last school time game. I was at a competitive basketball game. It was my son playing it with, in the, at the YMCA when he was in first grade, they managed to score 10 points yeah. in a quarter. Sometimes. I mean, here's the thing though. Like you said, I agree. This was not about them. You know, not not recognizing what was in front of them, the importance of this, or you know, thinking that they could flip the switch if they need to in Game Six and set anything like that. I don't think complacency. No, it wasn't. Co- it wasn't right. a cockiness. That no, sometimes this, this was. Teams this was not complacency. This was not falling in love with their own laundry. This was not anything like that. That being said, though, I don't think they were mentally ready for this game, and I think it, you could see that pretty early on when. Even though they got off to a decent start and had a lead, once they began losing the lead, their body language to me, the way they started looking completely discombobulated on both ends, happened so quickly 
to me, it just reflected a team that didn't start out in the right headspace, managed to go a few minutes without it completely biting them in the ass, and then their asses just kept getting bitten over of, and over of, and over. Like, marks like there was a bunch there, of like yeah. rabid dogs chasing them around, just okay. biting them in the ass. I, I will. I I don't know how much is that, um, and how much is the the frustration that comes with a complete and utter inability to make a shot and because and we'll, we'll we'll get into this i think you know particularly in the second segment we'll talk about lebron james and his game um and and because so much of this was going to be predicated on how is lebron going to go they were so bad from the perimeter that missed shot after missed shot and these things are probably related what you're talking about and what i'm talking about play into each other the, this inability to hit a shot playing into this this sort of unpreparedness because you kind of keep going back to this thing of like we're doing the thing that we think we're supposed to do which is run the offense lebron creates a shot i'm standing here in the perimeter and i i got a wide open three in the corner i texted you after alex caruso missed one near the end of the first quarter it's like they're not going to win if they miss those shots west matthews missed another one at the beginning of the second i'm like we, we talked about this on on tuesday's episode they're going to have to show that the percentages were okay from three point range. They hit thirty four percent of yeah, it, but it's they were all LeBron. Exactly, it, it, it was completely all LeBron. Was Anybody who LeBron. wasn't LeBron James went six of twenty five from three point range, and right. so and that's just not going to do it. As we have talked about many times, I've said this a lot last season, a lot this season, because even when this team won a championship, three point shooting was an area of weakness. You want the floor spaced for LeBron James. You do yes. not want LeBron James spacing the floor. That's right. not let's, how let's, this works. Let's get into to to LeBron and and some of the supporting cast because you know some of the predictions that we made about Tuesday's game, some of the things that we thought would need to happen, what we were kind of right about, and something that we got really wrong, which was the whole Marcus All thing. Um, that was disappointing. Um, but LeBron, LeBron had an interesting game and a really interesting post game in terms of what he said. Uh, and let's talk about that next. This week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Okay, Brian, how do we want to do this? Because if we're keeping things thematic, we're obviously trying to honor the Lakers. That's this show, Locked on Lakers. But they lost twice this week, so it's it's hard. Like, if we're, if we're going to force the theme... I don't feel like we should be rewarding anybody after what we saw in Game 5. Okay, look, just to make sure that we, you know, that we follow the instructions, we'll, we'll say it's LeBron if we're looking sure. to force this because he's been the best by default. If we're being honest, though, the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, to me. and it's it, and I'll say this because it's been such a joy to watch a guy who's been dogged a lot in his career for basically not being Luka Doncic, and for the Suns not taking Doncic first overall instead of him. But here's the thing, and it's been this way for a while, and this series has been a great reminder. DeAndre Ayton's a really good player, and he's playing right now with a lot of enjoyment, happiness, even with my partisan leanings in this series. Everybody knows I'm a Laker fan. It's actually really been fun to see. Michelob Ultra, only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Not much joy from LeBron James in game five on Tuesday, Andy. Um, or anyone else who wanted the Lakers to win. I don't mean to put this all in LeBron. It wasn't fun for anyone. I, I'll, I'll, 
you know what? I'll just ask this question. Did LeBron play a good game five? I thought he played an okay game five. Okay. I, I thought he played a game that in a vacuum was not bad, but it was not enough of what they needed from him. Uh, you know, I mean, 24 points, seven assists, five rebounds, nine and 19 from the field, six of 10 from three. You can hardly call that terrible. Like that is not right. a disaster. By the way, the seven assists is about I don't maybe know, a seven third, or a twenty a third shy. Of what he could have had, between right. seven and twenty shot of what he could have had. I, Jesus. The, that being said, though, I mean, you and I talked a lot um, on Tuesday's podcast and also on some of the uh, YouTube channel content that we created uh, heading into this game about how this needed to be one of those classic scorched earth. LeBron says. I'm winning this game. Everybody get the F out of my way mm -hmm. performances. That didn't happen. It was not that. It was not no. that. And um I I he I, I don't want to I don't want to make this one of these deals where you because I hate I hate when people do this. When you take the star and you excuse the star for not doing the thing that you need the star to do. And be the go be a star and you know be a superstar. Damian Lillard elevating the entire Blazers organization um, on on Tuesday night in a losing effort, or whatever. Like he did his job. LeBron didn't do that for the Lakers. Um, so I don't want to say I don't want to just pass the buck on it. He needed he needed to be better and he wasn't. The flip side is the way the Suns were defending him. There were a couple moments where he was able to get loose um, and. And you know, find his way down to the post, or make a quick move, or get into the paint, or whatever. But generally speaking, he was not able to do. He was not able to do that. What they did was they packed everything in so tight that as soon as LeBron touched the ball, they just collapsed on it, and they gave. It was as if you and I were on the perimeter, Andy. Like the lack of respect for any shooter on the Lakers was intense and it didn't matter you know a couple early shots they didn't care they kept it packed in and packed in and lebron did what i think he was should have done which was hit wide open professional basketball players to take open shots and they missed all of them and so they kind of just got the worst of all of it well you started seeing too guys were getting hesitant and we and we've seen this in this series before from behind mm -hmm. the arc you started seeing guys passing up shots. There was a sequence where Kyle Kuzma, who I, I think it's worth pointing out, was the one guy not named LeBron that I feel very confident showed up to play. Like he showed up, I thought, with a good mindset. Uh, I thought he showed up with, yeah. like he showed up looking like he was going to play aggressive. He's and the only guy that I thought, other than LeBron, looked like himself, more or less. Like everybody else seemed, like you said in the last segment, kind of discombobulated, sort of thrown off by what was going on. Kuz throughout the game, for better or for worse, he looked like Kuz. And so I agree with you there. I thought he played I thought he but, played a decent the, game. But the reason I bring up Kuz beyond just pointing that out, because again, on a night that was as disastrous as this one, I think it's at least worth pointing out positives, however fleeting, there was a sequence where Kuzma had to put up, I think it was a floater, to beat the shot clock. And I don't remember if the shot went down or not, but the reason this happened was Probably everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Listen, but I, I, I don't remember the play. Probably not. Yeah. Everybody was moving the ball around. 
and not one of those, you know, trying to you know pass up a good shot for a great shot. Not one of those, you know, th- this guy's covered, this guy's covered, swinging to create the, you know, find the open man, ball flies, and energy, blah, blah, blah. This was nobody wanted to take an effing shot, and they needed to. And this is one of those things where, again, when I talk about, like, the proper mentality and, you know, the the sort of uncharacteristic lack of confidence that was there tonight mm. – it's one of those things I'm talking Absolutely. about. I Absolutely. Mean, just- in that, in that, I 100% agree with you that they. This is a team that is, and I think we saw this. Somebody left this comment on on our Twitter feed at Cam Brothers. They are so deep inside their own heads right now, um, in terms of uh, when it comes to shooting, that it, it's it's really problematic. And we saw LeBron have to get up into KCP's face earlier in the series and demand that he shoot the ball. I, this is why I am passing you the ball. I want you to shoot it when you're open. And so, I mean, they, they had more of that tonight, uh, you know, in, in game five on Tuesday. And so, you know, there's there's a lot. And I look, I'm not going to lie. We'll, we'll talk about game six before we're done here. Uh, certainly we'll do it on uh, Thursday show going into the game. I'm a little worried we're going to have more time to do postmortems on this season than, than I was hoping um, and and all that stuff. But there were a lot of people on Twitter night just because the game was going so poorly talking about it was a mistake to have Schroeder. They should have kept Rondo. Why did you get rid of Dwight? They should have basically they should have run it back exactly the same as last year. And I, I understand why, you know, the game was so bad on Tuesday that people are frustrated and all that stuff. But the vulnerabilities that we're seeing with the Lakers this series were there last year. It's just in the playoffs, KCP and Markeith Morris, guys like that, shot the ball really well. You know, you know, particularly up until the finals, and then against the Heat, it didn't matter as much. Um, and you know that you had that like that was a weakness coming in, a real genuine concern that didn't go away just because guys got a little hot in the playoffs. This was always a possibility. It's just gone to the worst possible extreme at the worst possible moment. Well, I mean, plus also, let's be honest, if Anthony Davis was not available for a series last year in the they bubble, have won. I don't give a crap if you had Rajon yes. Rondo, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, and whoever else you thought last year, Dion Waiters, whoever you thought mattered last year, you don't have AD this team is drastically different. Period. Well, they don't win. It's just right. this. The, the, They're not going to the, win consistently. Anthony Davis played like one of the best players in the entire league at times. The best player in the entire league. If you don't have that, last year's team is drastically different. Right. And and and, and Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, Rajon Rondo, those guys would not have saved the Lakers no. on Tuesday. No, um, as, I, as I said to somebody on Twitter at Cam Brothers, you know, who said to me that uh, that, that they needed Rondo in this game, like Rondo, Ron, it said Rondo would have won the game. To which I responded by doing what? Kidnapping the Suns, and somebody then responded to me with a screenshot with the box of, score. of the yeah. box score, and particularly Schroeder circled and Schroeder again got off on this game, and I said, you know what? Indeed, Rajon Rondo would have compensated by himself. For no AD, a hobbled KCP, and a 30-ish point gap, I stand corrected. Right. Last year, the Lakers had a lot I mean, of good on. fortune. You know, it's ridiculous. Last year, the Lakers had a, a lot of good fortune. They had a 
as healthy as anybody else, LeBron, as healthy as anybody else, AD, um, playing at an elite level, a couple guys who got a little, you know, hotter than normal from, from the perimeter. But mostly what they had was two of the five best players on planet Earth playing at an incredibly high level. And this, this year, what they've got is a diminished LeBron. I don't think he's, you know, hobbled to the point of not being recognized recognizable but he's diminished he's and not AD hashtag washed king right ad isn't on the floor you know for for a game and a half like i'm that's oh the okay and actually who was the third best player for the lakers last year on balance kcp probably and he yeah. didn't play and he's missed I mean, a game and a half game and a half and he was clearly not himself in the i and that's something else i was like oh he was so close to playing they said in in game four that yeah it'd probably be pretty healthy yeah, both, I, I assume he thought that and and look i mean say what you want about kcp <laughs> he is not a softy no um if they pulled him out of the game because he couldn't run around and he couldn't play and it was too like there, there was too much pain going on the guy is in a lot of pain no and one so, of the hallmarks of kcp's career has been durability yes. like that guy has been over the course of his career damn near impossible to get off the court like he stayed healthy, he can play big minutes. You know, both of us misread the situation, to be honest. And I, I, we thought he would be more healthy than he was. He wasn't, but again, he was a big part of why they won that title last year right. too. And, and when you, when you start to eat into, you know, you take away Anthony Davis, you take away Contavious Caldwell Pope, and, and you know, there is a reason role guys are role guys. If they were capable, like you might get it for a game or two where guys step up, play a little bit beyond their abilities, you get two or three players at once who can all do it. But if 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 you could expect players like that to do that, they wouldn't be role players. They'd be starters, they'd be borderline all-stars, they'd be whatever it is. And that's not what the Lakers had with the but the, there were some monumentally disappointing performances. One of which came from, as you noted, Dennis Schroeder, who is not supposed to be one of these sort of fringy role guys or whatever it is, who shouldn't be ready to step up to play a bigger role in a bigger game. He sucked in game five. five to Flat out terrible. You just uh, ask him. He was the first yeah. to say it. He'll tell you. He said so after the game, to his credit. Um, and But uh, we'll talk about him next. First, though, I want to tell you, Locked on Lakers podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Um, Andy, tomorrow, all day, Thursday, Friday, into the weekend, I'm driving around, doing all this stuff. I'm taking the kids here, going to soccer there, uh, and I need to eat stuff. I need to keep myself going. I got to come home and work when I need something like Built Bar, which is high in protein, but it's low in sugar and calories. Um, it tastes good. It's even more delicious than before with the improved Built Bar. 18 flavors, so I'm never eating the same thing three, four, five days in a row. Built Bar can also calm my sweet tooth because even without that sugar, it's it's still coated in 100% chocolate, and it's soft and easy to chew, and it's got that kind of candy sweet feel. On it. It, just, it, it works for me if you've got a sweet tooth like I do. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your next order. Again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week is always tons of sports action on the go. Um, if you see the Lakers 
uh, line for game six, I highly suggest betting the under. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, all your UFC, MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are neck deep. In the playoffs, head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Sir, are you sure we set the line at 40 for the Lakers? No, no, I saw it. I'm still Over how many games? <laughs> right. Do you mean for next year? Um, I, we mentioned in the first segment that LeBron had some interesting comments uh, after the game. And he was asked about his own performance, how'd you play, and, and all this stuff. And he he slipped a little bit and caught himself uh, before it, but basically was like, look, I, you know, I I I I've got to do what the defense gives me. They were really packing the paint. My job is to find open shooters, and I did. And he he caught himself before he basically said, These MFers need to hit a bleeping shot. And steered it back to, you know, making guys feel comfortable and blah, blah, blah. If you want a, a good candidate, though, of somebody who was set up to hit open shots and didn't, Dennis Schroeder uh, missed all four of his three-point attempts in game five, missed all nine of his shot attempts. He had one assist. Uh, the Lakers as a team had 14. LeBron had seven of them. So, you know, again, ball movement offense was terrible. Of all the guys that you look at and you say, man, that was disappointing. He's got to be at the top of the list, right? I mean, more than Wes Matthews or, you know, Marcus All, even uh, Andre whatever. Drummond. Andre Drummond. I, I would say yes, because like, like we talked about in the video segments for the YouTube channel that, that went up before game five, when we each picked somebody that needed to step up that wasn't named LeBron, mm -hmm. you named Kuzma, and, and both of us thought you know Kuzma wasn't. He, was he would. I mean, was he brilliant? No, but I mean, on, 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 given what happened on Wednesday, on, on well, Tuesday, more guys played like Kuzma. This game would have been at least was, closer. At worst, the second best player they had. But Schroeder was an absolute no show. He was. 0 of 9 from the field, 0 of 4 from behind the arc, did not get to the line, meaning he finished with zero points, one assist, four rebounds, just 0.0. Here's the thing. I mean, if this team is going to manage to get this series back on track, close it out in seven, and make a run to the finals, and Reminder as always, today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little more this season. I really hope we are going to be enjoying them more this I, season. I, I, I'm not worried about making a run to the finals at this point, Andy. I'll, how about a run to Saturday? <laughs> a run to Saturday's game, potential game seven. Let's start with that. We talked about LeBron earlier, and he when he talked about we're missing shots. You you could feel him saying the quiet part out loud in a way, not just like in a way of, you know, these dudes need to start hitting shots, but also like a what the F, man? Like how is a team missing this many shots, whether 
from behind the arc, often wide even open. A, even, guys a bad, at the even a bad three-point shooting team should be doing better. Than, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a natural regression to even the Lakers mean. But there were also that should though, be happening that lets them shoot thirty four percent, and they're not but, doing that either. But there were also though a lot of shots missed at the rim, and yes. we know this because as bad as the Lakers were from behind the arc, thirty four percent, they shot thirty four percent from the field. Field, yes. So they weren't. I mean, look, there was that you, you talked about, like LeBron had that bunny layup. That, that rimmed all the way around and out. And the Lakers kept possession. His ball went off was, Phoenix. And you saw LeBron slap himself it, in the head. Like, dude, that thing was spinning around. Like, like you know, in the circus, like the fat guy on the motorcycle who rides around in one of those rings and it spins all around. It was like that. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Some of these shots that just refused to go down, you could see just the frustration washing over all these guys. Yeah. And again, it gets to the whole feeling of, What's going it's, on? It's that helpless. It, it's this. because I I don't care what sport you play, and I don't I don't I did not play basketball growing up. I mean, I did. I quit in eighth grade. I mean, so functionally, I didn't. But you know, we both Save played it for the next show, Brian. Exactly. <laughs> basketball. The, the world of basketball has been worse off for it ever this, since. This is but. where, by the way, you will really know as a locked on Lakers listener that the offseason is leaving us with very little material to talk about. Is if we take that you know walk down memory lane uh, when, through when Brian's we, basketball film of the uh St. Gabriel Christmas tournament back when, when I was in eighth grade. When that becomes part of the YouTube channel. I lit that thing up. I, 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 you know, but I, we both played sports and it doesn't matter what your sport is. It doesn't matter what level you're at when you cannot score. It is so hard to keep playing. Well, you just, it's nothing is more demoralizing. I think in sports than the inability to score. If you want another local example, look at the Rams in the 2020 season. That defense was brilliant for mm-hmm. most of the season, and the inability to consistently put up points eventually caught up to them in the playoffs in the rare game where they were able to score. It just it 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 has it an effect. Down. So it, it, if the Lakers were just you know playing a decent offensive game and just weren't great defensively, their the, the 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 body language and the attitude that they would have on the floor would have been very different. I 1,000% believe that, even more than 100. But the fact that they were stuck on two points halfway through the second quarter, and Phoenix gets a vote here. It's like people forget that. It's not all just about what the Lakers are doing. And the Like you have to, like the Suns get a vote and they were playing well and they're a good team. And so when you start to get to that point, eventually you realize after five games of this, four and a half games of it, that thing in the back of your head that lets that, that sort of tells you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it or you don't want to admit it, is telling you, we're down by 20 points. We may not be able to score 20 points in a quarter, let alone score 20 points if Phoenix gets to keep shooting too. Like There's no way we're coming back from this. And I think that to me is where you could see that the, the spirit was kind of broken because they didn't believe they could score enough to get back in the game. Now, here's the thing, though. If Anthony Davis can play in game six and the groin allows him the lateral movement that, that he needs, all of that stuff, the Lakers can absolutely win game six, 
win game seven. We've seen them win two games in a row. There is no reason they, assuming AD is available, even more than KCP, although it'd be helpful if he were around too, but especially if Anthony Davis is able to play and is at a level of health even comparable to the way we saw him in game two and in game three where he absolutely dominated it, the Lakers can close out game six. They can close out game seven. They can close out this series. But and look, how many times have you seen it in you know baseball? A team, you know, the the their uh, the, you know the the a team gets shut out three games in a row. They score five runs in 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 two weeks, and then they go out and score fourteen runs in in one game. You know, you score seven runs in the first inning and six the next, and it's like once. If the Lakers can come out, and we'll talk, we'll we'll spend you know Thursday's episode talking about Game Six and what we think could change and what 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 could happen, all that. But we'll we'll finish on this. If they come out in the first quarter and go five of seven from three point range and get a couple easy baskets with a good crowd behind them off of transition, you know, force a couple turnovers and. Whatever it might be, you get a block shot from from someone that turns into a basket at the other end. Like they could look like a really competent offensive team all of a sudden. And if the Lakers are winning, they're a hard team to come back on because they are really good defensively when they're engaged and they believe in themselves. Uh, it didn't happen on Tuesday, but it could absolutely happen on Thursday. There's no reason to believe that it couldn't. Yeah, it's well, gonna be. Well, I think there are. I mean, <laughs> we saw them on Tuesday, I mean, but it, it, Tuesday does not mean Thursday is is right. impossible. And look, that's what even, even if AD isn't available to play, I'm not going to lie. That's going to make it a hell of a lot harder. It, I would be surprised if he plays. Right. Well, I'm just saying, if he's not there, and we, and this is something we will get into with Thursday's show. I, the Lakers are going to have to play damn near perfect. We had talked about that heading into this game, and clearly they did not. Um, I think there are tweaks that Frank Vogel could look both in terms of strategy and approach, but I also think with the rotation, we can talk about some of that. I, I did not like that. He did not look for as offense first, a lineup as possible to begin the game. Um, I'm not saying it would have made a difference because obviously there was a lot that was disastrous here, but you and I both thought, you know, that we both thought Kuzma was going to start and we were pretty shocked that he didn't. Um, especially because Keith has not played particularly well in this series, didn't play particularly well in this game outside of hitting a game opening three. Frank Vogel covets defense. You know, we we've joked before that his favorite score to a basketball game would be two to or two to nothing. You know, he'll allow himself his team one basket, and then they don't score. Neither does the other team. But I, I think Frank Vogel secretly enjoys it more when his team can't put up points and they just have to smother a team with defense. But he does need to, I'm sure he does, but I think maybe work against his instincts a little bit more in yeah, recognizing I, the importance I, of offense. We'll talk about I think, it. I, I think, think he's going to need to go I, against I, I some get, yeah, his I philosophy. I get sort of why they did what they did in the order that they did. Everything was such a disaster in game five that it's, Again, it's kind not, of hard to I'm pinpoint I'm not hitting it. the loss no, I on the I, I starting know, I lineup. But I, we'll, we'll, I don't think it was a good starting lineup for what I personally think was the approach needed. 
All right, so we'll get into that for for Thursday's show ahead of Game 6. Obviously, Game 5 was a complete and utter disaster for the Lakers, so something's going to have to get diff- uh, changed if the Lakers are going to make it to Saturday and not start their offseason dangerously early for two people who have to do a daily Lakers podcast. Um, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, and check out the YouTube channel, Uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube for all kinds of web exclusive content there. We'll see everybody Thursday.